are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope all is going well. Uh, looking at um, this, the, the theme of this show is uh, in-network versus out-of-network surprise medical charges and what can be done about them. Uh, a lot of uh, moving parts that we're trying to stay on top of for you. Uh, check out healthreformexplained.com if you want this segment. And we're joined again by Stuart Slonin. And, uh, Stuart, uh, last segment we, we uh, identified a few issues. Uh, we talked about what was happening, the, the lack of choice, uh, but also the cost being a very top concern for a lot of employees uh, for several reasons. Uh, why, why would that be? And, um, and I think the, the answer to that question is our next uh, topic. Uh, yeah. It's because they are paying a, a higher share. Yeah. Uh, patients, even with employer-sponsored health plans, are facing uh, some surprises, you know, when they're, after they're discharged from a hospital today, uh, which is sticker shock. Out-of-pocket hospitalizations rose 37% from 2009 just before Obamacare through this year, with the average patient paying more than $1,000 per hospital visit. And that's driven by 86% rise in deductibles and a 33% increase in the coinsurance, the part of the hospital bill that patients are expected to pay. The out-of-pocket costs rose faster than health than the health insurance premiums itself. So mm. people tend to assume that they're fine, they'll be covered, and they're not responsible for any sort of high cost, you know, when they're hospitalized. You know, they think everything is taken care of. Out-of-pocket spending climbed uh, at a 6.5% annual rate during this period of time. But at the same time, health insurance premiums rose about 5.1% annually. So you put these two things together, and you see a picture of employers shifting more costs to patients, patients really surprised at what they are then responsible for. And about 85% of health insurance benefit package uh, requires some type of coinsurance for inpatient hospitalization in addition to meeting an annual deductible. So for those with consumer-directed plans, high deductible policies paired with either health savings accounts, health reimbursement accounts, or even a flex spending account, those out-of-pocket costs have topped $1,200, while the patients uh, paid more than $1,800 on average. When you take a look at all of these different plans and what the responsibilities were, uh, Sean, uh, you know, uh, financially, it's a mammoth shift in responsibility here. Well, well, as we're talking about this, I just got, had this thought. I mean, what, what if you get a raise? It's almost like that raise is... Uh just eviscerated because of you're paying more if you have yeah, a health care issue. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So people are almost just not making anything more. Well, it's, it's a tap dance. Uh, your point is well taken just now. But at the same time, you know, the employer and even the individual, the poor individual employee uh, have got to follow the ACA rules and laws, whether they're in a small employer or a large employer group. Uh, you know, they're, the employers are trying to avoid the large employer uh, responsibility, uh, you know, uh, tax hits, and the individual is trying to avoid, you know, the the uh, the tax responsibilities they have 
for not providing insurance for themselves and their family. It's a very dangerous tap dance here, Sean. It really is. It really is. And everybody's affected differently, too. Yeah. And I don't think it's a, it's almost a one-size-fits-all program, but it affects everybody differently. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm sure, what the, what the ACA law appears. But out-of-pocket spending on just inpatient hospitalizations increased 37.3% in the years following the passage of the ACA. That's a lot of dollars. The out-of-pocket cost for hospitalizations uh, in health maintenance organizations grew 34%, while cost-sharing for non-HMO plans grew 37.7%. So, you know, you've got more than $1,000, dollars out-of-pocket during this period of time of, of this cost shifting. So and a person that has to go to the hospital is looking, they have to come with about $1,200 more in easily. cash? Easily. Yeah. Sometimes even more, potentially? Depending upon what type of plan they have. And mm-hmm. remember what happens. You go to the hospital, uh, first thing uh, in pre-admission uh, testing and pre-admission um, registration is you're asked for a copy of your insurance. Uh, and if you don't have insurance, uh, you know, you, you have to... Uh, make some arrangement with the hospital in terms of how you're going to pay for that coverage. Uh, we're, again, we're talking about non-emergency situations, elective surgery, elective hospitalizations. It's a massive financial liability here, Sean. Hmm. Well, is there some strategies that people can can have? I mean, this is where like a HSA would come in, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, but again, it's not their choice. We're talking about the employer marketplace. Mm-hmm. That's something that the employer would have to opt for, sure. uh, either an HSA or an HRA or a flex spending account. You know, those are strategies, obviously, that can help the employer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you um you mentioned HMOs a couple of times uh, recently. Uh, I mean, with all these changes and then it seems like a lot of narrowing of networks, are, are these HMO style networks are they are they making a comeback or what's going on? Yeah, they yes, they are. Um, they're making a comeback, uh, and and what we're seeing on the out the outside of this is uh, health insurers are implementing narrow provider networks to control costs. Employers are waiting to see if the limited uh, employees options will really trim spending. Um, when you see narrow HMO networks uh, pointing to high costs and massive projected losses, the insurance say they feel it will stop. Uh, they will stop offering plans under their broadest networks. They think they they would have better control uh, in terms of offering these kinds of plans versus what they have in the past, uh, which are PPOs and POSs. And you know, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But their take on it is really finding the employers are trying to search for really finding value in what employee uh, employers are are looking for. Uh, which is 26% of large employers offered high-performance networks in some or all their plans. And these networks are narrowed uh, based upon providers with the outcomes and the lowest costs. That's what the employers are looking for today to provide to their employees. And again, uh, what translate cost from the employee standpoint uh, goes back to the decision that the employers are making in terms of what should they be offering and how effective is what they're offering to the employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot, lot of education involved too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a 
Well, it's, it seems like there's a you, you, um, well, what is the best plan for for you? I guess is the the question. I when I say you, uh, I'm saying the listener. Uh, we've got HMOs, POS, EPO, or PPO. Could you kind of explain what those all mean? Yeah, and um, you know, we can talk about what what is being offered right now and and how each of those might affect you and your family. Yeah, I'd be I'd be happy to do that. Yeah, and it's. Uh, it almost then what's in the name uh, what's in the name as far as health insurance is everything um, the bottom line question here Sean which uh, trails what we've just discussed is how much is the is the employee willing to give up in order to achieve coverage and price mm-hmm. so we start with an HMO a health maintenance organization covers only the care provided by doctors and hospitals inside of that HMO's network. Uh, HMOs often require their members to get a referral from their primary care physician in order to see a specialist. Um, and with a point-of-service plan, uh, it varies, but, offer, but often they're a hybrid, uh, you know, HMO, uh, you know, PPO, Members may need to get a referral to see a specialist, but they may also have coverage for out-of-network care, though, you know, with higher cost sharing. And this this is a dangerous area in the POS area because there's something called balanced billing. And normally what it is is when a patient goes out-of-network with a point-of-service plan, the the plan will pay what the plan would have paid if that physician or hospital was in network. And the patient is then billed the difference between the in-network charges and the out-of-network charges that they've selected by using a point-of-service type of a hybrid plan. So they get stuck with additional dollars by going out of network uh, instead of staying in network, but they have the choice. So it's kind of a hybrid between an HMO uh, and, and a P, uh, PPO, okay, and PPOs identify plans. A PPO is different uh, because you have both in-network and out-of-network, uh, you know, charges, and you have the freedom to go in and out and out-of-network. <clears throat> a PPO is more expensive than than an HMO or a POS, but it's expensive because you have that freedom of flexibility. And then there are things called an EPO, an exclusive provider organization. Uh, that's with, with it looks very much like an HMO, and it has no out-of-network coverage, although people believe that they're being enrolled in a, in a, in a PPO plan. Uh, it's really another one of the hybrids. Uh, it's more expensive than an HMO, but less expensive than a PPO. So it's kind of in between, and the pricing is is structured accordingly. But when you look at these things, HMO offerings make up forty percent of the marketplace. PPOs another forty percent. Point of service plans make up about twelve percent, and exclusive provider organizations, uh, EPOs, uh, make up about seven percent. Hmm. And then how would they be priced? Well. Uh, let's look at lowest to highest. HMOs is the least expensive. An EPO is the next most expensive. Uh, a point of service is the next most expensive. And a PPO is the most expensive. Okay. 
while like if an employer were to make a change between one of these, it could really have an an effect on a people. Drastic, yeah, a drastic effect. Again, it all depends upon their population, their employee population, uh, what the average age is. Uh, when you look at classes in terms of millennials and baby boomers and the rest of the employee makeup, uh, you know, who their population actually is. And also to take a look at how the folks have used the plans. That often is it makes up, uh, you know, the, the decision in terms of what to offer based upon the given uh, employee population. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, of course, cost. Sure, sure. Well, we're up against the timeout. Uh, any anything else to add uh, on this topic? Uh, something that's uh, really important uh, to be aware of. Well, it's going to be important to employers because again, when they look at pricing considerations for 2017, the the things we just talked about, Sean, are extremely important to them. Yes, yes, and uh, it's important to uh, really review all, all of the fine print because um, could have a major financial impact on. Uh, both you and the uh, the employees that uh, you employ. So uh, absolutely. All right, great. We will uh, take a step aside here for a moment and uh, let uh, the, some of the sponsors of the show uh, get their message out. If you'd like to to uh, contribute to to uh, this program, uh, go ahead and uh, check out healthreformexplained.com and send us a message, and we will send you the information on this. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge uh, with Stuart Sloan, president of C Consulting. My name is Sean McGuire. And we will be back uh, very shortly. Uh, Our SoundCloud page has all these segments, and uh, I really recommend checking it out if you like what you hear. We've got a lot of good content on there that uh, can really help educate you uh, on all of these different intricacies uh, happening with with the the healthcare changes. So we will be right back on America's Healthcare Challenge. Remember, remember the 5th of November. The gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be 